Hi guys, it's Ebony. And it's Wiley. And he acting like he's not in the same room as you. I forgot my, forgot my name for a second. <laughs> put me on the spot. Anyways, so welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Henley. This is season two, episode two. And as promised, we have a lot of juicy things that we're going to get into this season um, regarding our personal life. And Real so, personal. Yes. So don't be inappropriate. But we are going to talk about our baby. So um, I guess a good starting point would be back when I was a teenager. Um around I want to say the age of 15 or so I was diagnosed with um, PCOS and that stands for <laughs> I think it's polycystic ovarian syndrome if I'm not mistaken um, so yeah, it's a hashtag on Twitter it's a whole community yes um, so I was diagnosed with PCOS and endometriosis and so basically they were telling me that it would be extremely hard for me to conceive children um you know when that time came of course i'm a teenager that's like whatever i don't know right hmm? they thought it was soon uh no they just they just were just telling me that so i would know it for in the future but of course as a teenager that never really um, registered to me um, as anything too major um but of course, being a married woman, um, things change and you want to have a family with your spouse. As you should. Yeah. As the Bible says, that we should be fruitful and multiply anyway. So um, so that's where that kind of started. I ended up having to have a surgery that, um, that removed the, they kind of went over my ovaries and um, popped all of the cysts that were there. Um, and then I had another procedure where they, um, is, is you know this, about how long that take? The surgery? Yeah. Um, I think I was probably put to sleep for maybe 30 minutes. Mm, that's quick. 45, probably at max. Um, it was a while ago. I don't remember all the details. I couldn't even pronounce the name of the surgery if you asked me to at this point. Um, <laughs> I can't pronounce it now. Um, so, yeah, they removed all of the cysts from my ovaries and just, like, popped them. And then they, um, I guess, got a sample of them to make sure they weren't cancerous. Um, and then the second part of this procedure I had, they cleaned out all of the tissues um, in my uterus. So I had been having you know, irregular periods and things like that. Just kinda ever since I started having cycles when I was in middle school, it was kinda just always irregular and very, very, very painful. So getting that diagnosis, I wanna say maybe four years into menstruating, it was a very difficult four years. Um, but to finally have an answer, um, I guess, made it a little bit better, but not really, because it was still painful. So the only other option the doctor could come up with um, was for me to get on to birth control, and that's when I started. So, um, yeah, I started out with the pill that wasn't working because I just always forgot to take it, and so I wasn't feeling any of the results. And then also, um, they said, well, maybe we should try to stop your cycle altogether since it had grown even more painful over time. And they put me on the depot shot. So I did depot for 
a while as well. So yeah. On and off, you say how long? On depot or on all birth control? All together. Um, I was on birth control from, like I said, that diagnosis was either like 15 or 16 years old until I was 20 when I got married. Well, when we first got married, I was on, so mm -hmm. maybe 21. So from like, let's say 15 to 21 to be safe. I was on birth control. So safe to say around six years? Yes. Mm. And majority of it was the depot shot. So I would say maybe six to eight months with the pill and then everything else was just the shot on rotation. Yeah, I can't, I can't relate to that one. So yeah. Struggles of being a woman, right? Right. So um, I get married, obviously. <laughs> And yep, that's why we're here. I guess that's why we're here. Um, and it's funny that we we're at the library doing this today. Aw, we should have went to the one where I fell in love with you. Anyways, <laughs> so. What's wrong with this library? It's not the same one. Same name. I guess. Anyways, back on track. Um, so I get off the depot at 21, and we kind of were just like, uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and let my body start getting rid of that medicine out of my system. Mm -hmm. And we were just kinda like, if we get pregnant, then you know, we're married, it's fine, it'll it'll be yeah. all right. We needed some help around the house anyway, so <laughs> a few extra hands. Um, so yeah, we were just kinda like, it'll happen um, when it's supposed to happen. We weren't hoping that it happened like immediately right then. Well, we kinda weren't, it was like a, day-to-day -day thing how we felt about it because it's just like nerve-wracking at 21 to be like oh my gosh I'm a parent so mm. I wouldn't say that at all well for me at least I toggle back and forth with the feeling um so yeah then um as time went on you can't be toggling if you knew what you was doing Right. <laughs> it's nothing to toggle with. Um, but anyways, as time went on, I want to say um, just 2018 altogether, we were like, okay, um, I've been off the medicine long enough. Let's actively start trying. Um, and that's when I think we had a more in-depth conversation about, you know, what was going on with my body. Mm -hmm. um, and... It was just kind of like dealing with the reality of, I didn't want you to, I mean, we had talked about it, like in premarital counseling and just like, even as friends, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this surgery, I'm so nervous, blah, 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 you know all about that. And, but it was from a friend standpoint, it wasn't necessarily anything affecting you, but it made me really sad to have that conversation with you and say, you know, it's a possibility that we might have to bring in some medicine to this and try like fertility treatments and things of that nature and it was also kind of like embarrassing even though you're like my best friend and you already knew all of these things it just for me as a woman was very hard to feel like um it's a possibility that i might not be able to bear children um and that it would just be you and i i know that you like kids um sometimes <laughs> right <laughs> and that's why I said <laughs> you like them and not you know but 
it was just something that was hard because it was just like, I don't want to take that away from him, the chance of having children. I know I talked to you about adoption. What were your feelings on that? Mm-mm. Keep them where they at. <laughs> so then I was just like, I don't, I don't really know. I felt like the pressure was really put on after you were kind of like, no, adoption is not an option. So I like that. That's a good slogan. Well, it it just put more <laughs> pressure on me. Um, well, I think you were really feeling the pressure because feeling like you have to go outside to get medicine is something that's more common. It's more commonplace than you would think because a lot of women don't talk about it. Yes, that is true. You're also secretive. I I would agree that women are secretive when it comes to um, the topic of children, having children, um, however they go about it, or they need assistance or whatever. Um, and even miscarriage is not really widely represented, although it happens more often. I would say Excuse it probably more happens more than actual childbirth. Um, I don't know the statistics on that, but... I'm going to go out on the limb. I guess. Um, so, yeah. Everybody's kind of, like, secretive about all of those things. So, anyways, 2018, we began actively trying. And I don't know. How did you feel about that? I feel about trying? And, uh, like, switching it to, like, okay, this is our our goal here is... Let's have a baby or at least get pregnant in 2018. I mean, I was down from, from the beginning. I knew what I was doing. Children was going to come eventually. Okay, so you weren't nervous and you were just, you know, waiting to see what would happen, basically? I still am. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, yeah, we were just trying and... Month after month, it was just kind of like, oh, it didn't happen. Okay, no big deal. It wasn't, like, saddening or anything like that. We weren't devastated. And, you know, I know the um, trying to conceive community is, like, a thing on YouTube. Um, and I'll so tell you everything is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't notice that that existed. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So... Um, yeah, we weren't a part of, like, any of that. Yeah, because even in our trying, we was just having fun. We weren't really calculated in our trying. Correct. It was just, if it happens, it happens. You could even say we weren't trying our best. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying. Just trying that. (laughs) So, anyways. So, September comes around. And I feel like I am dying, literally like blacking out. Um, and I just don't know what is wrong with me. And I'm like so afraid because that is, I literally feel like I was dying. And I was just like, I cannot believe this is happening to me. It was a random like weeknight. Yeah, it was a weeknight for sure. And I was just like, I can't, I don't know what's going on with me. And so I, somehow, I don't even know how, I wake you up. And I'm like, I need to go to the emergency room. And he, his response was, are you serious? Like, what? (laughs) Give some context. (laughs) Two, it's one or two o'clock in the morning. And you exaggerate a lot. 
But I really did not yeah. know. Well, I, my first waking thing heard at one o'clock in the morning in a drug-induced sleep because I was on pain medicine that night. Is I need to go to the hospital. I don't know if I'm hallucinating or not. So the are you serious is not always just for you. <laughs> it's like, are you serious right now? I got to get up like this? So anyway, we go to the emergency room and I'm like blacking out in and out of consciousness on the way, on the ride there. And we both are. I'm, we should call the ambulance for everybody. <laughs> I'm like shaking scared i don't know what's going on i'm like this came out of nowhere um and i was just in a whole lot of pain um in like my lower stomach and so i was just like i have no idea what's going on so of course we get there and because i'm a woman they ask are you pregnant <laughs> and you lie no they didn't even ask are you pregnant they asked, is there any chance that you could be pregnant? And you said no. <laughs> I'm just like, how you, how you going to say ain't no chance? How you know ain't no chance? You I get would, a check yesterday and still be a chance. I was in a lot of pain and just needed. She said no. I, <laughs> I just you know. Didn't say, uh. Anyways, so I say no, whatever. Because I'm thinking, hey, this can't be what's causing this pain. So it doesn't matter anyway. Um, How would you know? I didn't. But and you, I was to in. say it ain't no chance. <laughs> anyway, so, um, you know, they just go on with all these other tests or mm -hmm. whatever. And then 4 o'clock rolls around. They have me obviously do a urine sample so they can test and see if I'm pregnant and if there's anything else they can find in my urine. And it turns out that I was pregnant. So... The, the doctor, doctor busts back in the room. Yes. P.O.'d. Because you had lied to him. You got him looking all around. In our professional opinion, we both thought it was a kidney stone. But Who? Me and the doctor. Child. <laughs> Child, after your passing out and stuff, there's plenty of conversations. We thought you had a kidney stone. So, he busts back in the room. Look at me, look at you. He's like, You're pregnant. And you just start crying. <laughs> he and he looking at me like she lied to us. <laughs> and that's what happened. And then you kept crying. And then he looked at her again, she's like, Oh, is this a bad thing? And I was like, She's happy. She's just not good at displaying her emotions well. I was very surprised. Yeah, but it wasn't like a happy cry. Because I was still hurting, but I was surprised. So I'm like, what is going on? Because you thought it was no chance, right? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, well, that's a lot to process. So eventually um, they do an ultrasound and they were like, they couldn't really put their finger on how far along I was at that point. Um, so I would like to guesstimate I was somewhere maybe between like um, two, well no, not two. I don't think they can detect it that early. Anyway, three or four days? 
no, I think I was somewhere maybe like at four to five weeks or so. Um, so yeah, cause she did the ultrasound. There was nothing to even really see, honestly. And that was just kind of it. Um, they released me eventually. And that was the end of that story for the hospital visit. So we went home and I don't even remember if we like talked about it right then because it was just like we got to go to work tomorrow <laughs> and the only reason that we were like even thinking about going to work was because we had just started new jobs so it was like do you call out already with an emergency and start looking bad um and we were able to get a couple like what maybe five hours four hours of rest no 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 how no. much sleep were we able to get when we got back from the hospital uh, we got back at the house probably like i don't go to work because we left the hospital at like four o'clock no and i went on a wing and a prayer two hours after that i guess and went on ahead and went to work yeah there was no way i could I couldn't be able to function. I don't. I don't recall. I know I went and I told, like, because you got to sleep. I told you the trainer. I told the trainer what had happened the night before and let him know that, you know, if I just cannot make it, um, that I would have to leave. Um, but we had a very strict attendance policy, and I was like, obviously. There's adrenaline rushing at this point because I'm about to be a parent. <laughs> like, I just found this out. So let me not lose this job that I just got. So, yeah, I tried to just make it happen. And the um, my coworker that, like, was sitting next to me and just even my whole training class, like, everybody was just, like, encouraging me, helping me kind of stay awake. Like, come on, you can make it, you can do this. It's eight hours, we'll be okay, you know, all of that. And so it just helped me make it through the day. But, boy, I was drained that afternoon. So, yeah, that's enough about that, I guess. Um, so what happens next? Time passes. Oh, <laughs> day by day um this was october so october um my mom's birthday came and that's when we decided to share the news with her so and we let her know her grades would no longer be in vain <laughs> and um we got a onesie i forgot what it said on it um plot twist oh yes plot twist because that's what she knows Wiley to always say and she thinks it's the funniest thing ever so we got a little onesie that said plot twist and um, a gift card that said you know dinner on me grandma when I get here or something like that anyway she was just like I knew it I knew it and was just shouting all over the place <laughs> she didn't know <laughs> exactly and she was like I just we were just talking about this and so she was just Super excited. It was a good day. Um, so, I don't know how much further after her birthday. Her birthday is the 1st of October. Um, I obviously had made my like first appointment and all of that. Um, but then I experienced some bleeding. So, um, I'm like, hey, 
you know, can you guys like see me sooner than my appointment was scheduled? I'm experiencing bleeding. This is my first pregnancy. I don't know what's expected um, as like implantation bleeding and what's like not normal. And so they get me in um, fairly quickly. Um, I want to say maybe the next day or something like that after I called and told them what was going on with me. And um, so Wiley was at work and was like unable to take me to the appointment. I didn't want to go by myself, so our cousin comes with me. Um, so she drives me, I'm like freaking out and crying because I'm like, please, oh my goodness, like don't let it be the worst case scenario. So you get to the doctor, they um, do an ultrasound and about that time they were like suspecting I was like maybe somewhere between the maybe seven eight maybe even nine or ten weeks I don't know um, just because my cycles had been irregular as always so we could never really pinpoint what was going on <laughs> based off of that so they don't really know um, she tried because she tried to do the ultrasound from the outside like on my stomach and then she was like maybe you're not that far along yet so we'll do an internal one and she was just like very quiet and just like looking so hard and I was just like I just started like bursting into tears because I was just like no she's not saying anything and um, I was just like this has got to be a miscarriage so um, she was just kind of like yeah I don't see anything um, and she wanted to go ask someone a question or something like that and I think um, I don't know if they printed the images and they went and talked about it or if somebody else came in the room. I can't remember. Anyways, they it was two eyes looking at the results of the ultrasound and they um, concluded that yes, I had miscarried. So um, after the ultrasound, go to the doctor's room um, and he comes in and he's just kind of like, yeah, um, unfortunately you've miscarried. Um, there was some of the um, pregnancy hormone, I forget what it's called right now, in your urine, but those levels should have been increasing daily, and it's like barely there at this point. So, you know, I'm still sad or whatever. Um, I'll get back to the house, and my cousin's like, you know, do you want to stay? Do you want me to stay until Wiley gets here? And I'm like, no, I just want to be alone. And so you come home and what? You were crying, and uh, I think you were on the phone, yeah, but you weren't talking. So, um, a close friend of the family had to tell me that you had miscarried. Um, yes, so I came, when I went in and told my cousin it's fine, um, she left and I called um, my godmom is what I call her <laughs> and um, I was just telling her what happened of course I'm like crying and she could barely understand what I'm saying and I was just telling her I was scared for you to come home because I didn't want to tell you and then I heard the key in the door and I just started screaming he's here he's here and I just put the phone down and so 
by the time you made it to the room, she was still on the phone, and then you talked to her. Do you remember what she said? Not necessarily, no. But you got... I got the gist that she just said. You didn't want to say it. So, yeah. Um, and that was just a very hard day. <clears throat> um, again, like I said, before I had already been having those, like, feelings of letting you down, um, not being able to have children for us. And so that was just kind of like a kick in the face, like, mm, see, should have never did it. Um, but yeah, so that happens. Um, finally peel up from all of that. Um, and they said within like six months or so um, that if we just kept trying that it should, you know, I should be pregnant again. So. Yeah. What happens next? We went on the cruise. <laughs> oh yeah, we went on vacation. And Indeed we did. We had a good time. I was feeling sick then, and I thought that I could have possibly been pregnant then. Um, I think what happened mentally for me month after month after that, um, because they kind of was like uh, six months, You'll be pregnant. Well, didn't they say, like, after a miscarriage, you're much more likely to get pregnant, like, again after that? Right, and they had given me the estimate of, like, six months. So I think I was, like, psyching myself out each month, like, oh, you're pregnant, like, you're pregnant this time. And then I would be, like, devastated each month when my cycle came. Um so yeah, that's how I found out about the TTC community on YouTube, and I was just like watching all these trying to conceive videos and not like. No, when you said TTC, it sounded like you said TPC. I'm like, I started like, why are you talking about Dolph? Oh no. Um, and so I'm like watching all these videos of these women who are like counting, you know, start calculating the days and you know, all of this other stuff to conceive. And, you know, every month that you don't, like every month that you um, have your cycle or you're not pregnant, it's like one cycle. So I had found this one lady, she was like on cycle eight. So that was like eight months of them trying and she still had not conceived again since her miscarriage. And, you know, it was just a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, if that's me, what am I gonna do? But um, a lot of stuff was just like going on. Like even at church, they were praying like very heavily for miscarriages and stuff like that. And was that like Super Bowl Sunday? Um, you and I, like they called me, I was back in children's church <laughs> and they called me like into service and up to the front. And so they prayed for you and I together. And then they also prayed for like other families that were other couples that were trying to um, conceive again as well. And so, you know, we just kind of took that in and kept going. So that was February. And then in April, well, like, I want to say like March, I started feeling like super thirsty every day. Like, yeah, that was one of my better months. I was looking pretty good. Anyways. 
um, I was just like, I need, I just felt like I had swallowed sandpaper and just always needed to be drinking something. So I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm just dehydrated, whatever. It is what it is. So um, then my birthday comes around and I was just like, you know, I took the day off and was just home. And Beyonce had released her homecoming thing on Netflix. So I was just dancing around the house that day, watching that, listening to this to the album and all this stuff. And I don't know, in the midst of that, like I just wanted to um take another test, but I was so afraid of like ruining my birthday and finding out that I wasn't pregnant that I was like, I'm not gonna do it. So I remember like the night of my birthday just drinking a lot of fluid because I was thirsty, but also because I was like, I'm gonna do it first thing in the morning. And so the next day I get up for work and I'm like bursting at the seams because I have to use the bathroom. So, excuse me, I have to use the restroom so bad by now. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have enough to take this test. like not gonna have to worry about it being invalidated because I didn't have enough urine. So, sorry if that's TMI, but take the test. Um, you were in the other restroom and I just started beating on the wall. <laughs> and what were you thinking? This Negro. <laughs> it's too early in the morning to be having accidents. So I'm beating on the wall and the test like I don't I just already felt like it was positive um and it hadn't even done it wasn't even done processing and I don't know it was just like a mixture of emotions of I think it is positive for sure because I saw a line as it was processing um and I was like that had never happened before and I was like um also nervous that that was going to be the only line and I was just like, okay, I need him here if it's yes, and I need him here if it's no. So that's why I started being banging on the wall. And by the time he makes it to me, um, I realized there were two lines there, and it wasn't a faint second line. So I was like, oh, yes, this is, like, for real, yes. So I'm, like, crying, and he walks in. Did you know I was taking a test? I was in the shower. Did you, But did you, like... I don't know if we had talked about I'm gonna no. take it oh, okay so I never knew so yeah you come in and what do you see or feel or you crying on the toilet <laughs> so I, I have no idea what's going on and then again maybe it's this a kidney stone oh my gosh and so and he's like I knew it it's like what did you know and you just had a pee sticking in your like, uh, don't touch me with that. <laughs> don't touch me with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be happy. Just don't put the pee stick on me. It's, it's exciting, but we can leave that out of the equation. <laughs> so, I just kept saying, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Um, and we did it over and over again. And so, um, I go to work, and of course, I'm like waiting on everybody to come in. Because <laughs> I'm just like... I need to tell everybody right now. Um, well, I called my mom on FaceTime immediately that morning and just showed it to her. Um, and I don't know what she thought because I called her and was crying. And I was just like, hold on. And I flipped the camera and showed her the test. 
And she was like, oh, that's such a wonderful birthday present. Oh, I'm so happy. And so, yeah. Um, then that whole day, I'm just like jittery and just excited. And yeah, so then we go on to eventually telling all of our family. Um, and yeah. Everybody was excited. Yeah, everybody was just like, see, all you had to do was keep trying. We told you it was going to be okay and all of that stuff. So, um, how did you feel initially? I guess after all the hype kind of calmed down, we went to the first appointment and it was like, you know, yeah, there's a baby. There, you, there it is. How'd you feel then? We in this now. I can say that going to the first appointment, I was extremely nervous, um, and I had been like heavily monitoring what was going on with my body just because I was like, okay, um, I don't know if this like is, you know, like again implantation bleeding, um, but it was definitely not as heavy as the first time around. So I was just like, once it stopped, um, I was like relieved because. The last time it hadn't stopped and it just kept going and going and going mm -hmm. and so um i was just like oh my gosh you know it was just a few days it stopped it's good like okay going to our appointment and i was just like please let there be something to see on this ultrasound and so there was and i was just like super excited and i was just like i finally was i guess able to believe that it was actually happening and so yeah, I was excited. I was nervous initially, but then I became, became excited. So those were my initial feelings. So. It was a good day. What was a good day? That day. Going to the doctor? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, oh, I think it also made me a little nervous that we were seeing the same doctor that had just told me months prior you know the bad news and I was just like it gave me anxiety I didn't want to see the same check-in lady I didn't want to see the same ultrasound person I didn't want to see like even when we go to them now it still gives me like a little bit of anxiety because it's like I don't want you <laughs> near me that's, uh, that's also the stigma of nobody talks about quote-unquote the other side right if you leave crying, they let you go out the other exit. You don't even know about the other exit. Um, well, when I left crying, I went out the same exit. Well, did you <laughs> ran? Anyways. Uh -oh. But yeah, nobody does, you know, talk about it or anything like that. Um, so yeah. Um, but... I think that the feelings are, like, easing as time progresses. And I just have, like more faith because it's just like we have prayed for this child as in you and I like our whole church like you know what I'm saying like just that encounter on that day was just so powerful um you think people in Africa was praying for us I don't know probably this they probably pay for pray for people in America they was tuning in that day Oh, we had a guest speaker. Oh, I, so you mean like... Like, literally, like, watching, and it was, like, hands out. 
They could have been. I don't know. That was, was an African blessing. Okay. It was a. His name was Micah. Oh, he he's not from Africa. No, but when they have a guest speaker, they show that to all the other locations. They show every service to all the. Not other. always. Okay, but like yeah. that one time we went to. I know we kind of getting off topic, but that <laughs> that one time we went to the other location. The they last they had somebody speaking there. Right, but since then things have changed within the how churches ran. So now you go, you gather at whatever location. You all will have praise and worship on your own, mm -hmm. and then you all stop praise and worship at the same time and whenever service starts at our main campus everybody is watching the speaker there there's no longer speakers preaching different messages at each location but what if you need it in a different language i don't know well i mean i'm saying like in jacksonville <laughs> we all watch the same thing yeah, I, but I, you mean like yeah we have churches and other Countries, cities. I just want to know what the African's hand stretched out for us. I don't know. I don't Wouldn't know it be to, nice if it was? Yes, but I don't know how to get you to answer to that question. Oh, we could find out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yes, um, I just, you know, have been walking in the faith that this is going to become a full-term pregnancy. There's going to be a healthy delivery and a healthy baby. I know recently... And a well-behaved child. <laughs> I know recently you and I talked about like how sometimes I feel like the devil kind of tries to bring up those feelings of, okay, you can still miscarry at any point in your pregnancy, or you can even carry this baby all this time and the baby be a stillborn, or... Like, I was even kind of triggered when we were watching Orange is the New Black, and, you know, she had her baby, and the baby died with pneumonia, and I'm just like, oh, am I ever going to get over this fear? Like, I mean, if your fear is death, then that's a terrible thing to have, because even if you're not a child. Yeah, and I've thought about that as well in depth. It's just kind of like... <sighs> Anything could happen at any age, you know. Something could happen right now. Yeah. Why would we record it? I understand. But it's just, I don't know. And then, like, even right now, I ever since I felt the baby moving, it just seems like every time I feel those feelings that I just, it like, the baby starts to move. And you get so, a swift kick. Yeah, and it's just like a reminder from God, like, like chill, like hear that in No, just like it's just like a reminder from God, like have faith in me, you're fine. You know? Like you went through that, yes, and you're not gonna go through that this time. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And the baby is moving a lot right now. <laughs> so <laughs> let's keep it moving. Can children hear your thoughts? Um, I don't think so. But I know they can like at this point they can like hear us um audibly like their ears have turned on but it sounds like we're underwater um <laughs> yeah <laughs> you but 
they can hear me a lot stronger. I mean, I'm right here, but they also can hear like everything going on in my body. So they hear my heartbeat. They hear the blood in my veins. The gurgles? I guess, I mean, wow. but they can hear me a lot stronger. Um, so yeah, would you like to recap? Oh, or would you want me to start? You can go ahead and start. All right, so now we are going to recap the first trimester. We are now in the second trimester. So for me, I've been keeping a pregnancy journal. Um, hopefully me flipping through these pages won't be too loud. But um, so yeah, my symptoms throughout the first trimester, again, I said I was extremely thirsty. Um, I just always needed to be having something to drink. Um, I was extremely fatigued, always tired. I would literally come home and I used to feel so bad because I would come home every single day and just get directly in the bed. And so, you know, Wiley, I'm sure uh, he might share, <laughs> but he had to take up a lot of the responsibility at the house and it just made me feel bad. But at the same time, I was like, I need to rest my body and not overdo it. And plus, I just didn't really have a choice. I would literally pass out, like, not fainting, but like, just as soon as I touched the bed, fall asleep. Um, and then I had extreme morning sickness and it did not like so I didn't know I was pregnant and I was fine <laughs> other than the thirst but soon as I found out it was like I just your mind is very powerful and so it's like I feel like I need to feel all the pregnancy symptoms this time around and I just feel like I made myself sick a lot of the time mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had like severe morning sickness like nothing could stay down um and that lasted until i was for eight months right? shut up <laughs> that lasted until i was 14 weeks where i really just couldn't um keep anything down i was actually losing weight when they when i would go to the doctor um you know a few pounds here and there or whatever and it was just very hard but I was also grateful because it was like I didn't get this far last time this inspiration um not really because it was like rooted in like um unhealthy feelings not so inspirational now <laughs> and I talked to one of my friends about it it was just like um we don't need to get sidetracked but it was it was rooted in unhealthy feelings so yeah how did you feel throughout the first trimester it was lit i could do what i want to I play the music loud mm. get to go out and eat because mm. she was like i'm eating for three now i when did i say that all the time i never said you that. go get two entrees I did not want to eat a lot. You was living it up. I don't recall. In the beginning? I don't recall eating a lot. Oh, yes, you was. You you don't do it now. You done switched up. You went from eating like a... Mm-hmm. To eat like a bird now. <laughs> so. You was going out. You was like, you know what I want? Let's fly to L.A. and get some street tacos. And I was like, bet. 
then we'll just go and do it. That, why we hush? Anyways, <laughs> so that's all you was living it up? I was living it up. How did you feel watching me go through being tired and Man, sick? You just and wasted all that food. <laughs> That's how you should have ate some ramen. Right. Every time I would. Yeah, you had a $30 plate. You just going to spit it back and then be hungry again? Exactly. That was probably the worst part. The money wasted. Yeah. I felt like every time it was just going to be a waste of money. So I really didn't even indulge in any cravings like that. Oh, wait. Now, now I know what to take away. Um, next pregnancy, when you having a craving, I'm going to feed you some garbage. Then you gonna throw that up, and then we gonna get what you want to eat. Mm-hmm. We not gonna do it in reverse. <laughs> no, I wasn't even really indulging in any cravings other than the popsicles, just because they were like, it just felt good going down my esophagus to have something cool after you just had nasty hot vomit coming up. Like you was eating gyros, chicken strip. You had some. You had a bento box. What you had from that one place? Yeah, all kind of stuff I ain't never seen. No, I don't know. Yeah, you started branching out from your normal chicken finger, chicken finger meal. Yeah. So, oh, and to throw a loophole in that, um, we had also, by the time I really started feeling like the sickness and stuff super bad, um, we had to transition out of our apartment due to the flood that we briefly mentioned in you know the season one, season two opener, which we'll talk more about in another episode. But yeah, so I was going through all of this in a hotel room. <laughs> it's the best place to do it. You got clean nothing up. But still, if you throw up on the floor, it's not your problem. But still, it was just like, uh, <laughs> um, I think that was the best thing that could happen. Though. But Cause I, you gotta think about you come home, go to sleep. I had less to maintain during that time. That is true. It's like I had a maid going through that. So that was clutch. So next time, I'm going to have to set that up. No, (laughs) ain't no more play. Go to the extended stay. (laughs) Thank God we were not at the extended stay. uh -uh. The hotel we were at was very nice. It provided breakfast and dinner for us. So Wasn't it the the Hilton? I, I don't know. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's the, it was the Hilton. Very nice. So, yeah. Um, we didn't have to, well, Wiley didn't have to worry about most of the burden being. I had to clean the toilets, I had to all your little mishaps. Well, think about how many times I had to scrub a toilet. I don't, I don't know. Save money on Comet? <laughs> Anyways, you get inside, Trey. That's how you felt about That's <laughs> <laughs> That's how you felt about the first trimester. Mm-hmm. I ain't have to. I ain't have to um, wash bed sheets. Mm-hmm. That's one less load of laundry. Mm-hmm. Not long it take to wash some bed sheets. Okay. Oof. We're moving on. So now that we are in the second trimester, I am currently at twenty-two weeks as of the day we're recording this. Um, but I also could possibly be 23 weeks because they keep changing my due, due date. <laughs> so we're just going to go with 22 and wing it on this one. Looks like 22 and a half. I mean, I'm, I'm more than a half at this point. I'm about to be 23 weeks. Um, 
But anyways, back on track. So this um, trimester, I was able to start feeling the baby move, the little flutters. Um, have you been able to feel anything? No. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I've been able to feel lots of movement. Um, Saw it. Yeah. I feel it. And you heard it when they would put the Doppler, like, you just hear. <laughs> you know, like, when it was on the screen, I saw the, the rapid handshake. No, I know. But remember, they would put the Doppler, like, when we were in the regular room, they would put the Doppler and be like, it's just kicking the thing. When they would be trying to find a heartbeat. That sounds like wet noise. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, feeling those. And... Um, my belly popped, as they say. I didn't even notice that my belly button was like almost non-existent anymore until. Well, really, it's about to become a button. True. It is almost all the way out, and I didn't know that it had even started doing that until I think you tried to poke me. And I was like, bruh, stop touching me. <laughs> and then I, I touched there. And I was like, oh, junk. My belly button is coming out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then in your second trimester, you have your very large, you know, um, highly anticipated anatomy scan. And, um, yeah, as you guys know, we had our gender reveal the weekend of our last podcast. And would you? In the case. Here you go. <laughs> Doing the most. <laughs> and how you do it? I don't know. I ain't never been on that show. Well, if you was on that show, you would have known. We was right. Oh, 100 and what it be like? I'm 110% sure. I'm 1,000% sure, Mari, that. He is the father. Right. It was a dude. So, yes, we're having a baby boy, as we wanted. So, we're super excited. And I can't wait to meet him. (sighs) I've already been car shopping for him. (laughs) (laughs) I found the cutest little walker. It's an F-150. It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) If I can't get an F-150. So, yeah. How do you feel about the second trimester so far? I like the first part better. Why? Because you be doing the most now. You be like, oh, I can't. With the smell, get away. What is that? Oh. You're just so sensitive to everything. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. It's I just lotion. I don't know if that's a symptom. Um, but my sense of smell has been heightened since I don't know. I don't know, but it's just extremely sensitive to everything, good and bad. Um, and then, oh, I've had a lot of food adversions. I would say more adversions than um, cravings at this point. And I just keep saying that this baby think he a vegan because... Devoid all the gluten. 
I guess. I was literally stuck on a ramen noodle diet for a few days just because I couldn't have any meat of any kind. And yeah, then, but this chicken flavored. Yeah, and then I had to stop with those because they were chicken flavored. And I just keep having this on and off battle with seafood and on and off battle with um, chicken. So that's where I'm at. My main proteins. I'm just trying to figure out what I can eat and what I can't eat. And I never want to smell sweet and tangy again in my life. Um, too bad. I'm going to get some today. No, that makes me so sick. Today, I'll ride in the trunk with it. <laughs> yeah, we've had to put Wiley's food in the trunk most times because he's ordering chicken on the occasions where I can't eat it. So that's that's where we are now. Just trying to figure out what can stay down. Um, I couldn't have cereal for a very long time. And now, you know, I'm a box strong. It has not returned. So I can eat cereal. I've I, when I first found out I couldn't eat it, I was trying to like ask the doctor what else could I do as far as like milk alternatives. And even with soy milk, which is not even anywhere near regular milk, it would not stay down. So I don't know what he had going on and what grudge he held against cereal, but I'm glad he let it go because that's a quick, easy snack. Um, and yeah, I recently just found out as of the last week that I experienced extreme um, dips in my blood pressure, my, not blood pressure. Sugar. Yes, my blood sugar, it gets very low at random times, and so that causes me to get dizzy, my heart to speed up, and like shortness of breath. So yes, that's common in pregnancy. They have me on this new diet where I got to eat a lot of bread, a lot of fruit, and yeah, I know a lady who who experienced that because she is um, hyperglycemic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she struggled with it. I've always thought of um, gest- gestational diabetes as like the other way around where you have to make sure your blood sugar doesn't get too high. They haven't diagnosed me with um, gestational diabetes at this point. They just said that when they tested my blood sugar that day when I went in, um, they couldn't tell that I, had, that I had eaten anything. And I had I take to work each morning to separate breakfast entrees and two lunch entrees <laughs> and so um i'm like yeah i ate breakfast one and breakfast two and i you know came straight here after breakfast two and they were like we can't even tell so um i go for a glucose test on mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of september so that's in a few more weeks and we will see. So I'm hoping that I don't have gestational diabetes because I just you guys can keep a sugar cube in your purse. I I keep a lot of starbursts in my purse now. Yeah, but those are the low fat kind. Huh? They don't have. Shut up. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Why would they have low fat starbursts? Keep people healthy. They like starbursts. Anyways. So yeah. Um. What else? I think that's pretty much it for the second trimester recap from us. Um, we have um, concluded on a baby's name. Yes, we have. Would you like to share or would you just like to wait? Oh, here you go. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
You want me to say it? Yes, just I did the drum roll. It's teamwork. <laughs> Our baby's name is going Blaze. <laughs> Thank you all for attending. So he doesn't want you all to know. We will announce the baby's name when the baby is born, unless you already know. Um, but as for now, we'll be calling him Blaze because that's what Wiley's been calling him for no reason since the beginning. Why not? It's a hot name. Um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> See what I did there? So, yeah. I'm on a roll. I bet. Yes. Drummer. I kind of want some ribs. Ooh, you know who got some good ribs? Who? We can go down the street. I know. That's what I was thinking. I bet you would. <laughs> Anyways, so let's wrap this one up. Um, uh, what we... Never mind. <sighs> so our current feelings about... About pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I am extremely happy. Um, I will say I'm even more excited now knowing that it is a baby boy. Um... I don't know. It's just something about being able to give my husband a son and give him a son first. It's just, it makes me feel all tingly inside. And also, I just always said that I wanted a boy because I wanted a boy first when having children. Um, Because, like, being a big sister to a younger brother, it's hard work. Like, it really is. And I don't think that little brothers understand that. Um, and it's just so it just so happens that this week like my brother um, he texts me and he was just you know thanking me for being a good big sister and a good role model and it had me in tears he texted me while I was at work and I just started crying because I was just like I was not messing him up like I was you know being a good role model and letting him like kind of just watch my watch me live my life be a good example to him and you know I told him I was proud of him and I'm glad that I am his sister and that he turned out to be a very um productive person like that's all you can really want is that your siblings are productive um and making a change so yeah and I was just like yes it's going to be boy first, so there's going to be a big brother showing either a little brother or a little sister, you know, the right thing to do. <laughs> or. What? I mean, you got to be, you got to be on both sides. Because <laughs> um, a lot of older siblings are terrible examples. Well, I just know that it was just a struggle for me just always to be like, oh, let me push harder, let me make better grades, let me, you know, do this and do that so that my brother can see that he can do this too. But anyways, we don't have to worry about that because Blaze is going to be a wonderful big brother. Too. And if he not, you're going to eat these elbows. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you feel? Pregnancy is lit, especially when you're the spouse. And once you get past all the pew, smooth sailing. I guess, child. Living the dream. 
<laughs> so yeah. You know, besides giving, you know, if it was about me being happy and you giving me a son, I would have been happy if you got me a puppy. Chill. And we working on that next. Now that I got my boy, we just gonna get one. Yeah, nah. Can't kick us both out. Oh, why I can't? <laughs> Bye. You outnumbered. Don't care. <laughs> We're gonna take a vote. So yeah, we hope that this episode was um, interesting and it explained things in depth. I don't. I guess you guys can um, DM us on the Happily Ever Henley Instagram if you have any other questions about anything that we discussed today. Um, I I feel like I'm a part of the problem because I still haven't like. I don't think a lot of people know that I miscarried prior to this pregnancy. And I'm like, this is this must be how all the other women who have miscarried treat the situation. And I feel like I should probably probably be doing more as far as, you know, the miscarriage community goes. But I have to find a way to do something about that. Yeah, just be transparent. If you're not ending the problem, you're part of the problem. I mean, nobody can end the problem. It just happens. Silence is compliance. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah. Your current feelings? You said that it's lit. That's it? I mean, I was trying to uh, tie it up with a Bible verse, but uh, my search came to something that seems a little bit inappropriate. And, if I took about 15 minutes to look at this, I could probably tie it in. But uh, I don't think I can do it on the fly. Okay. Well, maybe next time. You, you want to read what I have so far? Um, not right now. Um, we I'll can. tell you anyway. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> Numbers 31. This is about the return from the war. You take this and apply it to yourself. Then they brought the captives with the booty and the spoils to Moses. And we'll leave it there. Okay. Anyways. You know that you know that scripture? No. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're trying to preach off of that, but Transparency. Bring it to Moses. You know who Moses was? Let me tell you something. How many people do you <laughs> had on the ark? <laughs> We are wrapping this up. How many I'm not people about to allow you. I'm not about to allow you. How to, many people did Moses have on the ark? I do not know. None. <laughs> <laughs> I have many giraffes he had? None. Okay. You are so unraved. <laughs> you got to test you. All right, y'all. So, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to catch us at the Happily Ever Henley page or our personal pages. You might not get a response because I just don't be feeling like opening my DMs like that on there. Um, but you can find me at Amazing Ebbs. That's with two B's, one S. And I'm Wiley Tyrell. Yes. Spelt like that. <laughs> so um, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Hope you have a great week. Well, great two weeks until we... Oh, great week, great night, morning, afternoon. That's all encompassed in a week. 
Okay, wouldn't it say great life? Yes, until next time. Bye, guys.